0: hey everybody welcome to the broken spokes podcast this week i am as always your ever ever lovable kyle michael captain anybody with me again uh well not really with me with this podcast because i had to break it to you but uh this is the last you will hear me hear of me this week um it, is clara clara say hi to everybody
1: wah, wah.
0: Wah, wah. yes yeah, so sad
1: sad for kyle
0: so sad for Kyle you'll you'll hear why um <laughs> soon it starts off real quick talking about me uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, I had some issues at home. I was uh telling my roommate goodbye uh she moved off to Australia far away but uh
1: <laughs> sorry, we're not supposed to make fun of him for that, but
0: uh, my roommate slash ex girlfriend which is another story
1: um. No
0: one cares, Kyle. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, I was uh, at the time of this podcast, you know, busy, you know, being a crying lump in the airport when uh, Clara called me and goes, are you sure you can do this, Kyle? And I went, I don't know. And she went, all right, I'm going to replace you. You're worthless to me.
1: That's showbiz.
0: The show must go on. So she she called an audible and called uh, everybody's favorite, Michael Creed. So uh, you guys get a twofer on guests this week. It's uh, Mike Creed and Neil Brown. I hope you all enjoy. Um, if you want to follow them, if you don't already, Michael Creed is on Twitter at, at underscore Michael Creed. Neil Brown, who is the uh, brand journalist for Felt Bicycles, is uh, and also the co-host of Torch at with Dan Worry, uh, is on Twitter at at Neil Brown with an E uh, com. So, uh, so it's at Neil Brown com dot not dot com. It always confuses me. Anyway, uh, that's probably why I'm not a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, everyone,
1: I I had a great time talking to the two of them. And uh, we talked to Neil about his new job, um, journalism. And also, I guess we both turned into journalists and started interviewing Mike about his new job as a DS with SmartStop. And um, I would say... I thought about bleeping out all the profane statements that they made, but it's way too much work, and I'm doing this for free, so it's just going to be as is.
0: (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, Things get a little dicey. (laughs) Put the women and children to bed, folks. Uh, This one is for the adults.
1: (laughs) I think you just ruled out uh, everyone except for men there, Kyle.
0: Uh, Well, I'm sorry. Uh, Well, it's safe to say Toys R Us will not be sponsoring this podcast.
1: (laughs) Well, so enjoy, everyone.
0: Enjoy, everybody. I hope to see you soon, unless Clara completely replaces me. I guess we'll figure that out, won't we, Clara?
1: Yes, yes, we will.
0: That's how she keeps friends, everybody. She keeps them on edge. (laughs)
1: Enjoy. Bye.
0: Enjoy, everybody. Bye.
2: He just hears us talking about him crying.
1: I'm sure he'd love it since um, he's a big fan of Neil, and is very bummed that he couldn't get all fanboy on you.
2: That's alright. Well, why is Why is he a big fan of Neil? Why is like my? Why why yeah. Well, I'm just saying it could have been and me. Like, why is my nose pressed up against a breaking glass window? Why am I not allowed inside this fucking cool kids club?
1: I thought. Uh, I don't know, Neil. Can you help?
3: Well, I (laughs) mean, one, (laughs) you're kind of (laughs) douchey. All right, we are recording now, so. All right, well,
2: when you're right, you're right.
1: Well, uh, Kyle, I think, likes both of you equally, but, you know, Mike, you're starting to talk to him now, so he considers you more of a bro.
2: Oh, okay. So it's
1: a different kind. He worships Neil from afar, and...
2: (laughs) Neil's playing the hard to get tactic.
3: Yeah. I am all yeah. men dig me.
1: <laughs> um actually speaking of Kyle, he he had a series of questions he wanted me to ask you because, you know, he's prepared like that. Um he was a really he was really into tour chats. Are you guys gonna do that ever again?
3: Yeah, we are. It's uh to bring people up to speed. Um I took a job at Felt Bicycles as their brand journalist and I moved out to Orange County, California, Southern California. Um, so uh, the job is, is, you know, it's, it's a normal eight to five kind of busy job. And, um, I really haven't had much of a chance to sit down because it, believe it or not, as, as anyone who does a podcast and Claire, you, you, and, and Mike, especially, I mean, the amount of work, I mean, tip of the hat. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with much love and respect. I have huge love and respect for Mike's, uh, Mike Creed, the co. Anchor yes. of this podcast He's today. here. Sorry,
1: I Mike didn't even Creed introduce is the, him. Mike
3: <laughs> is, is the co-anchor of this lovely podcast. See, the amount of work. The
2: experience with podcasts, he knows how to intro everybody in. Claire you know? <laughs> <laughs> is just, I
1: don't uh, like
3: talk about stuff, Neil. Um, but for Mike, <laughs> Mike, does, Mike does a lot of, a lot. Of, I'm assuming you, Mike, reaches out to people and does a lot of. There's a lot of legwork you just, you just can't go into a. Well, maybe not so much for Mike because Mike has a different, which I appreciate of his of his podcast as a different. Um, uh, 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 angle than I did, where I was more of a journalist, and Mike knows these people personally. So I, ha- well, I have to research uh, the interviewees. Mike already knows them, so it may be a little easier. But circling back, it takes a lot of work, and and um, so that's why I haven't had the opportunity and the chance. To do it, but I, I really do. I've only had this job now for two and a half months. I've settled in. I know all the people in my departments. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll get back to doing doing tour chats again. I know Dan wants to do it. Dan Worry. Um, So I want to do it again. They're fun.
1: Right. And I guess um, since it's live too, that kind of is a little tough to.
3: It is. Yeah. It's a live video. So I'm now on the West coast. Dan's on the East coast. Mm -hmm. Um, So it gets a little tricky. um, So, but I think we'll figure it out once, once things settle in a little more and I get better internet connection.
1: Right cuz you know the internet is kind of crappy out there in southern california.
3: Well, where i am is is i'd have to like uh my my little private area here is is my bedroom is is in the back of the house and i'd have to move it towards the front of the house and i i'd have to do some i have to do some like yeah. relocating of my,
0: my I was my I, w- video I was equipment.
3: kidding.
1: <laughs> I was Otherwise,
3: kidding. no i'm actually chained up in a basement.
1: <laughs> yeah. i
3: come out on work on Monday through Friday.
1: Um i um appreciate you being on the show neil um
3: can i say something before we start clara oh, Sure. A big fan we've already of started It's too late <laughs> yeah i know i've i've kind of i'm I'm as usual day late and a dollar short but i'm a big fan of yours of your twitter account of so, my twitter uh, account yes oh. you say funny things
1: i do yes oh well, thank You're you quite witty <laughs> that just made my day
3: um, no problem.
1: appreciate that <clears throat>
2: Claire, if I can say something, I'm a fan <laughs> of you as a person, not just your Twitter
3: account. Yeah, I don't know you as a person. You might be a frickin' nutbag for all I know. <laughs> that's, that's why Mike and
1: I are friends. <laughs> yeah.
3: We know our own.
1: Oh, well, you know, Neil, I met you at the after party. Oh, I know. Colorado. I'm telling the audience where we met. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. On. Never mind.
3: I want to hear out. That. Tell, me, tell me your version, then I'll tell me. Then I'll tell you my version. There
1: really was no version. I don't know where I was going with that. There is that. a version. I don't wanted...
3: deny our versions.
1: Let's talk. <laughs> it was my first after concerned. party. I was a little shocked. And what,
3: what did you think of it all? Did you think it was going to be like hedonistic, hedonistic <laughs> activities? Going like guys like doing keg stands and uh, you know cyclists going wild. What was what was your impressions of when you when we got on that bus and we we're going to the after party? What were you thinking? Um, were you scared? Were you nervous? Uh, Clean underwear on. What, what's kind of going through your head at this point? <laughs>
1: um, I at this point, I think you know, I was a little nervous, and um, I don't like. Well, I don't know. Mike's listening, so there's this thing with. Um,
2: yeah. I'll close ear muffs. I'm not listening.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know. It, it's just kind of like. Uh, not. Oh, I don't know, Neil. What about you? I don't want to say anything bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I, I,
0: I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be perfectly
3: honest. I, I go to these after parties. They're a mixed bag for me because, yeah. um, one, the people that are the, the pros that are there, I've, I've had to speak to them throughout the week or however long the race is at. And I'm kind of, to be perfectly honest, I'm kind of sick of them. Yeah.
0: Well, um, okay.
3: Thanks for speaking. And, and then so then I just stand. And they're, and they're quite friends and they're sick of me too. <laughs> we're both sick of yeah, each we're other. We're just sick of each other. Yeah, we're pretty much <laughs> sick of each other. So I go to get free food and free booze. And yeah. then once I accomplish those two, goals um and and i know people i i genuinely like my creed um and there's some other guys that genuinely like and I'll, I'll talk to them and then um you know then i go back to my hotel room i'm pretty i'm pretty tired after after a day of scribbling stuff about bike racing yeah
1: this worked out so well because um i'm really happy mike that you were able to find time for me and neil oh and, and say you say it could, like that oh well, you know how it is and then um both of you are super, super friends, so I'll try not to be so awkward here in
2: the, I the feel executive. like this is the start of a really, like, good <laughs> gang. Like, in, like, 30 or 40 years, MSNBC will have, like, one of those gang profiles on us, and they're going to mm. say, like, where we started, and it'll be like, they all got together in a podcast and called it themselves... It all started on a
3: podcast on the internet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we just, yeah, all right, well, let's talk about...
3: Next thing you know, Neil was smuggling chinchillas across the border. I mean,
2: we have Wari on the other coast. I mean, this is a coast to coast thing. Like we can franchise.
3: That mofo, I've seen that man snap someone's head just for shits and giggles. Can I say shits and giggles? You can edit that out.
1: You can say whatever you want. I'm just not swearing because my mom's probably listening.
2: Um, Do not do not get in Warriors pocket. If he's gonna (sighs) offer to lend you money all the time, don't do it. Don't Don't do it, yeah. Don't do it, Clara.
1: I called him this morning um, asking him. For sorry. money? <laughs> Basically, no, no, about the, the podcast. And he's like, um, he well, obviously he couldn't
2: do it, but. Oh, so and I was, was second. second. You just yeah, tipped your hand. Choice she keeper. just tipped her hand. I was second.
1: <laughs> Mike, you, you're quick to pick up on this stuff, aren't you? I'm trying to set you up here.
2: <laughs> so then I panically <laughs> sent Mike a message. <laughs> So, I don't hey. want to do it by
1: myself. <laughs> 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 oh, Anyway, Neil, let's talk about um, felt. <laughs> Some
3: other questions for me. Yes.
1: I had questions. I was, for, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
1: your job at felt, what's it like working um, for the man now? Like you said before, instead of on the outside looking in,
3: It's it's a bit different because, as you mentioned, you know you're outside looking in, and I I had a good relationship with those guys, anyways, because they were in Southern California, and for for most of my life I've lived in Southern California. So, you know, cycling is a small enough world where you. What what's going on there? Who's who's shuffling around?
1: I just moved for a second.
3: Did you? I thought you left. No, I so yeah, I'm still here. I think you you actually bored her so badly. <laughs> no, my microphone oh, is just man. so
1: powerful; I can hear everything. it picks up on everything. I'm, I'll sit still. I promise. That's the
2: worst brag ever.
1: <laughs> it's not as big as yours, Mike, but I. Whoa! Ew. <laughs> <so now,
3: hey-o. laughs>
1: anyway, so felt okay. I'm, I'm back.
3: Okay, so felt. Uh, um, so working for felt is is good. It, it's guys I, I knew and in, in the bikes I had already already liked and, and appreciated and had respect for and I just didn't go into it like oh I just want to work in the bike industry I was actually trying to get out of the bike industry to be perfectly honest um, mm-hmm. but it just keeps you know that old cliche that keeps just dragging me back in and yeah. so uh, opportunity came up the work it felt and and uh, like I mentioned I know the guys who work there I really have a lot of respect for the products they make and and um, it was a good it's a good fit you know it's doing something that I like to do I like to write I like to do social media and and so far they've just kind of like Pointed me at my desk, giving me a computer, and said, "Okay, go for it." So um, I've been doing some cool stuff. So I've been doing a lot of—I've been writing all the ads, and like I said the social media and blogging, and so—and there's be there's going to be some more stuff coming up um, soon with Belt. So uh, it's it's been really good. It's just, but to be perfectly honest, though, I am and I have gotten used to it. But like getting up because you got to be in the office. I mean, it is—it's an office job. So going from Mister Freelancer, Mister Journalist, where you kind of like wake up and you kind of roll into the office the, the magazine or whatever that's not really happening it felt right. <laughs> they want you they want you there right <laughs> it's yeah. all good
1: um I, I noticed from your instagram photos that there's an office dog so that's you know that's yes. very california
3: we have we have several office dogs we have frank the wiener dog who kicks ass this dog is so cool. He's so hyper too. It's great. You get him revved up, and you just let him go. You like wind him back, wind him back, wind him back, and boom, he takes off. So Frank the wiener dog is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> then we got a couple other dogs. I honestly I don't remember the name, but all you really got to remember is Frank the wiener dog.
1: All right,
2: um, Neil, can I can I pitch like an idea for you, like a like social media idea or like maybe a slogan for felt? Yes, I think like. How about we do felt exclusively for Christians and Jews?
3: Hmm. What do you think about that? Maybe you need a little massaging, but
0: I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's not,
3: not completely out of left field. And then like maybe in parentheses, you know, who we're talking, right? Yeah. Just to drive it home for those people who are like, still kind of like, what,
2: what? And then like, and then, or maybe like, a, and then like a never forget or something like that. Like, right? I'm telling you, it'd be real powerful. Like, I think you'd grab a big
3: swath of the South. Right, right, yeah. That, that's that's what we're aiming for. It's untapped. of the South.
2: It, it's untapped.
3: Okay. I might run that by the old uh, people upstairs and see what happens. Hey, I'm
2: gonna let you take full credit for it, but just give me a little taste of whatever money I'll, comes rolling no, in from that one.
3: I'll give you a little taste. I'll I'll, I'll hook you up with a bike or, or something. Well, you got you're up your eyeballs in bikes. You don't need any bikes from me. You I'll, know what's I'll, funny? I'll is
2: I actually asked uh, Doug Martin for a bike the other day because I get to buy yeah. like my retirement bike now. Like because I didn't never, I just' <laughs> I bought my bike. Mm -hmm. and i felt was the felt was the guy i went to but you know he told me no so you know whatever
3: hey you know we it's hard for me to get a get a bike too believe it or not um those things we just keep selling the goddamn things so they're good bikes man yeah no they're kick-ass bikes i love their bikes but even for us employees i mean deservedly so we need you know we're at the bottom of the list when it comes out like new bikes but like we see what's going to come down the line and i'm like shit i want that bike and then they're like Yeah, no, we sold all those. <laughs> I
2: think my favorite thing about uh, felt bikes is that they're only for
3: Christians and Jews. So, you know, I'm go- I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna massage it a little. You see bit how
2: you see how smooth that sounded? That was such a like
3: God. Mm-hmm. This is such
2: a great bike. What do you like about felt? It's just for Christians and Jews. Yeah, like yeah. a little exclusivity in
3: in a bike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Rafa esque. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, I'm still here,
1: so maybe oh. we could talk about um, like what it's like. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to sound snippety there. You did. <laughs> it really did. I'm sorry.
3: You're <laughs> kind um, of you being a diva right now.
1: Uh, that's what my parents <laughs> call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Um,
3: Pump the brakes there, Clara.
1: I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, never mind, C- Mike. Keep talking. You're so good at it.
3: Go no, ahead. no, I'm done. i Clara, you've got additional questions. I know I you do. I do.
1: Well, I wanted to know. I mean, it's a, it's a small company. What's how do you, yeah. obviously, uh, like, um, what's it like working in a, a smaller bike company that is up against, I don't know, like specialized or bigger companies right. like that? Uh, it's kind
3: of, I actually enjoy it because we are a bit of an underdog. Um, we are going against some larger companies that uh, the amount of people in the marketing our marketing department, you know, is dwarfs the amount that other companies may have in their marketing departments. So, but, uh, but I enjoy that challenge and, 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 um, and it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us motivated and everyone there is super passionate about the company and the bikes. And I know it sounds like such a cliche, oh, yeah. we're super passionate, but, um, but they are, I, I've yeah. seen them. It's just not bullshit. So everyone works hard and, and, and we know, like I said, we're kind of the underdogs, but we make great bikes. And, and so we're stoked on that and we're doing a lot of cool stuff. So I, I like that position. I like that underdog position.
1: Okay. And you mentioned that before you you got the job, um, you were looking to get out of the bike industry. What what triggered that for you? What did you want to leave?
3: <sighs> you know, I mean, I've done it for a long time and, and it gotten I'd gotten a little disillusioned uh, through various things and they're not, I'm not just thinking of doping either. I'm just thinking of like the the state of journalism right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've pitched an idea to a magazine, major magazines, and they've gone either, um, we don't have the money for it. We live it for, for your story, or we can pay you $25 or they expect it for free because they, they, you know, they're like, Oh, this is your big break or You know, this is the kind of how they pitch it. And I'm right. like, no, you know, and then, that's not, I don't need a big break from magazine XYZ. I need to get paid. You know, I already have my big break. Um, so it it, it was horrible. I mean, it really is cutthroat being a freelance writer, freelance journalist. You're going up against people that are willing to do it for free, do the job for free and just got to a point of, and I, then one kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was one magazine owed me almost $2,000. And I, I had to get a lawyer to, to get my money. And as soon as I did, they, They suddenly found my my invoices, Um, but it sucks. So I was like, you know what? I I I need to get out of the bike industry and and see what else is out there. But here I am again.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, with with freelance writing, it's like you feel like when it's not real. They don't treat it like a job. It's like they're doing you a favor, like by giving you the the gig. Yeah, yeah. It's like I get a lot of that, and people are willing to write for free, and so that that goes that goes your job really. But don't get me started on.
2: But does that, do you think, is that always going to exist? Like the free, eventually will somebody want like, eventually somebody is going to want like a filtered excellence, not just content, right? Like I know.
3: I think right now, I think maybe, I'm I'm hopeful in the future that would be the case, but right now everybody just wants content. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could point to uh, several bike (laughs) magazine sites that are just, uh, they're in there a lot of mistakes and, and it's just because they're just and i've worked for them they're just churning content they want content they want page views they want people clicking through they're not looking for a long form essay they want mark cavendish is upset at somebody and you know something that's going to get the click through and it's 300 words and it's got some typos and and whatever you know and i'm not pointing i mean everybody's like that it's just it's just it's just getting content not really quality and and maybe once things settle down and you're going to see some more magazines I'm guessing probably shutter um closed because of, of, there's only an a fi- there's a finite amount of ad dollars and once that's gone that's gone and and it's I mean it's tight we've seen paved closed and i know other magazines are having tough times as well you know so it, maybe in the future i'm i'm optimistic but i'm guardedly optimistic because Right now everyone and like the big thing nowadays is things called listicles, which mm-hmm. is just these you go to um shit, I forget I Remember, I can't remember the website at the top of my head, but it's just lists. Buzzfeed. It's top ten top like ten BuzzFeed buzz, or you know? something? Yeah, BuzzFeed, that's the word. Yeah, it's BuzzFeed. It's all BuzzFeed kind of stuff right now. It's just, it's just clicking links and, and getting page views. So how
1: do you think the I mean, how do you think it should change?
3: Or, Man, or that, how that's could a it tough one. I mean, you know, I'm very biased in the, in the way that I would say, "Hey, you need to pay people a fee for their work." For someone like me who who has a lot of contacts and, and has been doing it for a while and knows what he's doing, and um, but you know, I I also recognize that these people that are only offering me twenty five dollars for me to spend the night someplace and not pay my expenses for a hotel room right. is they don't have the money either. I mean, it's not like you know, I I don't think the people that some magazine are rolling around in Ferraris. It's just everybody's hurting, and that's all they've got, you know. Um, shut the my window here. So um, yeah, it's just it's just tough times in the media, you know. I mean, I, I had some friends working at um, at a big uh, magazine, and I always thought, man, and not in the cycling magazine, but another electronic magazine, and they left, and I was like, wow working there must be great. they're like, hell no. It was a grind, just like everything else. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're, they're not much pay, a lot of, a lot of work and blah, blah, blah. So let's start,
2: let's start a Twitter journal. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean, we could just do endless content and really Mm -hmm. cheap and our, and we'll be able to pay people because our overhead will be so, so low. So let's just start a Twitter.
3: Can we start Twitter? Uh, we call it like we'll have to come up with some name like a creeter or something oh
2: i like you know why i like that
3: mm. can't i don't know
1: sounds close to creeper
2: yeah
3: <laughs> 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 i think that's part of the job description for being a ds now isn't it be kind of a creeper
2: <laughs> yeah you have to like really like stare at like 20, mid 20 males as they ride a bike and analyze their form and fitness and like guess if they're overweight or not
3: right you follow behind
2: the van yeah you and you're pinching their sides it's yeah it's totally not creepy at, at any point i don't know why you guys would think that
3: yeah me either. sorry Didn't what, what if that.
2: what if we started like a, a cycling huff po where all we did was post links oh. to other shit
3: Oh man! Well, that's pretty much these other another side. I'm thinking already has that one nailed. <laughs>
2: no, but we. I mean, we would act like we we wouldn't even tempt. We would just make it. Oh, not 100% even like percent links.
3: Right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna. Like virtually videos. no
2: original content. Maybe. Oh one,
3: yeah. Uh, original content is so so it played out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on these ideas. Yeah, felt
1: work, felt f- can be sponsored. You know, they can sponsor. Oh yeah, I'm sure they'd this. want part of this. Yeah. yeah.
3: Have you
2: guys considered making
3: a bike out of felt? I'm mean, gonna get um, really meta with it. I don't want to give too much away. Oh, 2016,
2: oh, don't. Oh,
3: 2016
2: oh, oh, oh. bike, dude. Clara, seriously, edit that out. I want Neil to keep his job. He's <laughs> the game.
3: yeah.
1: 24 minutes in. All right speaking about Felt bikes, what, what what where did that name come from?
3: Jim Felt. Oh, I really I should, really, I should who,
1: know that, but I don't. This
3: guy created, well, no, I mean and that's why honestly kind of going back is is um that's kind of one of the things we were trying to harp more on is 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 talk more about is our history. Um <laughs> as time goes on you kind of tend to forget the history. And Jim Felt was one of the originators going into the wind tunnel. Uh he was a, he did triathlon um and was just interest in the aerodynamics of bikes and and so he's kind of one of the originators like i said of of going into a wind tunnel with a bike and really crafting a bike that's fast and and it kind of grew from there um he started making uh bikes for other people and then it just it just grew from there so jim felt he lives up and um he's still involved in the in the company but he lives up in northern california Mm -hmm. i can't remember whereabouts but he lives up in the mountains he's like some you know, he's he's like a mad scientist up there doing stuff. Have you met? Him? In, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so he's like a mad scientist. What's he? What's he like?
3: No, he's. I say mad scientist with a with a tone. Well, of course, affectionate. Yeah, affectionately. <laughs> he's a good guy. He really is. Um, vivacious and and when I like I've interviewed him for before as a journalist because um, Jim goes to all the events. You know, like a product launch or. Uh, when we were sponsoring uh, world tour team, Argo Shaman Lasher, you know, he, he went to events like that, you know, big, and he went to the tour and, you know, stuff like that makes appearances. So I've, I've spoken to him and hung out with him. But then as I, as I work for him now, um, he's still that same very affable guy, very cool guy and, and full of ideas and, and like really honest. Like I, when I was, I attended, the felt product launch in july as a journalist so i had some questions and he was like not afraid to honestly tell me like what was going on and and no bs so that was that was kind of nice and again one of the things that kind of attracted me to the company I, there's not a lot of whole not a lot of bullshit marketing stuff trying to get people to buy their bikes it's like this is what it is so but he's a good dude
1: i've never ridden a felt <coughs> to me oh no. goodness i'm sorry my head, yeah
3: my I've, I've, yeah. rid, I've ridden belts and
2: they I know, yeah. are great. All right, well, this I is mean, just it's like so a... <laughs> great that I could use another one, but whatever, you know. Like,
3: <laughs> I'm going to work on it. What what size do you need? Uh 47. Surprisingly. What? Yeah. What are you yeah. like? Shrink?
2: I uh, I like to pedal with my heels, so I got to get the seat really low. Well.
1: That's
3: just. Crazy shenanigans.
1: That is crazy. I,
2: I know. Um, you know what? You guys caught me. I'm just joking around. You got fucking. You guys are
3: journalists.
1: <laughs> we, hey, I'm always like on edge, so it's like I don't know if anyone's serious or not anymore.
3: You it's gotta, just, we gotta chill, Clara. That's
1: what cycling does to you. It really does.
2: It, you know how sometimes they have like those, like uh, it's like a photo of somebody, and then like the their quote, like that just kind of like sums up who they
3: are. Mm-hmm. I like, think like your I'm, Tinder quote.
2: Yeah, like I'm on edge. Uh, I never know if people are fucking with me. Would <laughs> probably be a Whoa, pretty good one. for Clara. That's a
3: total OK Cupid profile <laughs> thing, right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm on edge. I'm, I'm on
3: edge. I don't you know if people are fucking me? with me. Can I? <laughs> hang on. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting. Yeah, will you fucking... me? Um,
2: Sorry, um, <laughs> mom. <I'd be> like, <laughs> that's so Clara. Oh
1: God. So, yeah. Um, well, the thing is, I, that I that tried I... to
2: convince somebody, side note, I tried to convince somebody the other, the other day that Claire's name was Carla. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm waiting for that to come back to her.
1: Uh, that's not the first time, yeah, that's happened. But
3: Clara mustache.
1: Cla- Cla- yeah, there you go. Or just sure, that's Claire. original. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't bullied in school for that at all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
1: What? No, no, just. <laughs> My last name.
2: That was a great laugh, though. Just like I wasn't bullied at all. All right.
3: Anyway, we're right. I'm ruining your podcast.
1: I was going to ask you something, Mike. I can't remember what it was
2: now.
3: I want to ask Mike how he's digging the whole DS. I know that you kind of did it part time last year, but you're like, you're fully ensconced now. Your ass cracks and cheeks are like fully into that car now.
1: Well, we can't get too in depth about this because Mike promised me he'd be on a separate podcast.
0: Oh, okay.
3: All right.
1: But you can't answer. I'm allowing that.
2: I've it's um yeah I mean some things are like exactly like I thought they would be and some things mm-hmm. like it it's everything you already know everything that should be done but then like you wake up one day and you realize that you were the person who's supposed to be taking care of it now right and so yeah I I like it no no regrets as of yet but there is um I think I'm gonna like it more in five or six years when I'm directing guys who aren't my peers and don't know that I'm completely full of shit.
3: Right, right. You still got when you got a bit of air of mystique around you. Right. Right
2: now,
3: right now that, it just knows you too well.
2: Yeah, because then I tell them like they can't do this. Don't fuck around. And then they're like, Yeah, but you always did that.
3: And yeah. So.
1: Mike, are you good at delegating? Are you good at delegating already, or do you have to learn how to do it? Do you delegate at all? I don't know why I asked you that I'm, question. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so should I answer it? Yeah, <laughs> answer uh, it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I it, find
0: it that interesting. Because
2: you don't, you don't want to like, you don't want to be this guy who like tells people what to do. Like it seems, it's not a comfortable position. But then you know, you have yeah, a you-, you have a Swanee, but that's so that's have a swanny mechanic, that's what they're there for. But at the same time, to like go up to him and be like, if like "You're like really sheepish. Like, hey, do you mind uh, getting ice for the cooler? Because that would that would just be fucking fabulous." <laughs> right. So it's hey. not it's
1: not in your nature to.
2: Right. I'm sure in a couple of years I'll just be freaking out on people, and...
3: right? Throwing like full full water bottles at people's heads. Hey, asshole! Right. I said Coke, not Pepsi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right, right. But, nah. Yeah, it's fine. I like it. Either you guys are welcome in the team car at any time.
3: Yes. Thank you. California. Tour California. Is that are happening? You guys, wait, are you are you with what, what's the scoop there? Yeah. <sighs> I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we would have known by now. Yeah. Quebec.
2: Yeah, hopefully Utah, Colorado. And mm-hmm. then um that that'll be the next, but It's hard. uh, It's not like the team deserves to be in, you know. Like I think, I think we'd be good enough to compete and better than most U.S. teams, but they're kind of new into trying to get into medalist races, so it's going to happen. Right, right, right.
1: How did your uh, training camp go? Was it a couple weeks ago in Tucson? Yeah,
2: it was like yeah, ten days, twelve days ago. It went pretty good. I, I mean, I feel like anyway. I mean, we had some small hiccups with. Um, just trying to get everybody in the same location. I don't know. I I think in general my uh, plan could have been a lot worse. So I I again I like I'd apologize way too much. So I'd like lead every meeting with like, hey, so um, this is my first time doing this, so just bear with me. <laughs> and eventually, you just realize that you're just making yourself look weak, and you just have to tell them to shut the fuck up. <laughs>
1: Are you reading <laughs> books about how to be a good leader and stuff?
3: Get all Tony Robbins. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: I I was uh, I called Kim Jong Un, mm. and I said, that's guy with Kimmy boy. with <laughs> Yeah, I said, I said Kimmy boy, what's the haps? And he told me everything. So
3: I think I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, we do. Is you start like, threatening to kill her entire family. That's that's a motivator right there.
2: I did. I did like. Like, I don't know how to balance things. Like, I'm not good at balancing anything in my life, let alone how I talk to people. So, it was one minute you're their friend and you're nice and relaxed. And the next minute I'm telling them if they do this, I will make a shitstorm happen. And they don't have an umbrella for that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like,
3: they're looking at me like,
2: where the fuck did that come from, man? We were just hanging out. You just...
3: Yeah. Bringing down our vibe.
2: Yeah. You just realize you can't be people's. You just, yeah. You can't hang around the riders. You can't be a rider anymore. You got to be, you got to be a middleman. be the
3: boss. Yeah. You yeah. got to be the boss. You got to put on your big boy panties and go, listen, So then up. you just sit in your room and,
2: and act like a creep. Yeah. He's out having fun.
3: Yeah. Screw But let's get more into like your. I no, it's getting more into you, man. This is about you. This is about Neil.
1: No, we've totally mm-hmm. swatched, swat- uh, swatched, switched over now. It's all about you, Mike. Now.
3: I wanted to delve into Mike's personal psyche there. I'm not, yeah. am Not comfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I forgot to tell you, we're actually interviewing you. Is this an <laughs>
3: intervention? Yeah, I was gonna say it's an intervention. <laughs> now
2: everybody's gonna read from a piece of paper by the time you really hurt them, and how you need. <laughs> It would be fabulous if you could stop moving the people who care about you the most.
3: I'm going to start this discussion off by saying, yes, I was breastfed too long. <laughs> and it's affected me. Michael?
2: Um, you have
3: anything you want to I, share?
2: I, I have... Uh, my psychiatrist has told me that I obviously have some uh, issues with uh, not having a mom. I desperately seek uh, female cool. attention and... It's got me and um, I, but I don't have the, the person, the, I don't have a life to pay off with that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm an empty vessel. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's, a, so that's an issue. That's a problem. I, I, I lack content.
3: So uh, yeah. thank God for Twitter.
2: Yeah. Cause then anytime I start to realize that I need more content in my life, I just, I, I I put that off by just telling a joke on Twitter and hopefully getting four retweets, and I feel like there you go, there you are, a human being. <laughs> People love, yeah,
0: I've liked.
2: I don't need to work on myself. Everybody seems to approve. <laughs> Dan Wory favorited it, so I'm good. Oh, those are the
1: best. They make me feel so good.
2: <laughs> Can we talk about favoriting for a second, sure. Uh, when Claire and I met, we had this... Uh, I don't even know how it came up.
1: Oh, God. No, you can't say that.
2: You can't app say app? this?
1: Oh, oh, I don't know. He's not going to listen, it, is he? Buddy. Say it. Yeah, we're, we're, this is, you know, but therapeutic.
2: We, we brought up Skip Barrett.
1: Oh, no, never mind. Okay, let's just talking about something else. <laughs> oh, <my>
2: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I um, kind of disappointed. I didn't think of the other thing, because you said it was going to be therapeutic. I want to help, but <laughs> it was... Anyway, we brought up Skip and how Skip favorites everything. Isn't Skip the best? Because he like he'll favorite things. And now that I'm following more people, I see that Skip favorites everybody's everything.
1: I know. Oh. I've noticed that too.
2: And it's I like I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I'm jealous or if I'm being petty right now that I'm like, come on, Skip.
1: Well, it's giving me kind of a complex because if he doesn't favorite something of mine, I wonder, like, did I, did I upset him? What did I do? So we're back, everyone. Okay, we're
3: back. Um, I, I, I don't even know what I was talking about before I, my call got dropped. No, um, we were
1: talking about Twitter, and Mike was telling us a story about how he, um, his self-worth is valued mm. on favorites and, and stuff like that. And then I was going to say, please don't tell that story about that one time, and then the call dropped.
3: Mm. All right. So I guess I was, we can did the part about Kyle' penis in there? Did that did that make it through? Maybe mm. we shouldn't bring that up again, anyways.
1: No, I don't. Th- I, I think we avoided that. Okay, good. Sh- should we talk about actual cycling? Sure. Yeah, I mean, Kyle wrote out some questions for me because he's oh, prepared. All right. Okay. Um, I feel like I should answer them. Like, <laughs> I,
3: can, I can. I should answer them.
1: You really should because uh, he. He needs to feel good about himself right now. Sure. And that make him feel I'll better. favorite
3: is, I'll favorite his tweets later.
1: Okay, great.
2: I just want Kyle to know that even though I've never met him, uh I love him and he uh always has a place in my heart.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you hear that, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing right now. I, I think he's moping around because
2: probably being a dummy. He's what? Probably being a dummy.
1: Yeah. Um, He tried to call me. Um, Okay, so he wants to know Mm -hmm. um, uh, if Felt will be an official sponsor of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I can say no at this juncture um, without even really having to take this idea, as we call it, work upstairs to upper management. Um, I'm going to say no. There's, there's a lot of inappropriate behavior and cursing. Yeah.
1: See, yeah,
2: yeah. You- Neil, now would be a good time to say who f- what podcast felt is sponsoring. Now would be a
3: great time. Uh, yeah, I don't think we are. No, come on, you could say it. <laughs> Mike Creed podcast, open Obama, my- open mic. Yeah. I, I cannot confirm or deny any of that. I don't know what is going on.
1: Well, way to go, guys. You just brought Kyle up, and now you like, put him back down again. So, no. <laughs> Second question. Um, he wants to know, uh, well, he thinks that Chris Horner right. is going to be a disaster on Lamprey. What do you think? <laughs>
3: uh, I don't think he'll be a disaster. I mean, I, I, I know, I know uh, Chris Horner as well as I can. Um, he's here in Southern California for a lot and I've actually not to drop names or brag or anything, but I've been to his house and, and been with him and, um, he's a super motivated guy. Say what you like about him. He's super motivated. Um, and, and he's an interviewer's delight because all I ever had <laughs> was go, Hey Chris. And boom, he was off. He was talking and, and it was like, you know, an hour that's, and a half later, he nice. finally yeah. catch a breath. Um, so uh, I don't think he'll be a disaster. I think I think he'll he'll do the job. He's very professional. I think he'll do the job they want him to do. You know, defend the Volta. Um, I don't think he's doing the tour. I from what I read, he was like going to do the Giro, the Giro, and the Volta. Um, and I, you know, I don't I have no reason to think that he won't. Um, be a role in either of those races you know the guy's super lean and like i said he's he's a he's a professional and, and knows what he needs to do to, to to get ready and i don't i don't think he took the time off you know looking for a job you know like sitting around eating big macs uh, he was out there training a buddy of mine did a from south carolina was did a training camp in uh, san diego and he he ran across him training and took pictures with him dude was looking lean so i, I i'm gonna respectfully disagree i think he'll i think he'll do okay
1: well, granted, Kyle didn't say he thought it was going to be a disaster. He said one would think it might be a disaster. Oh. So, yeah.
3: Well, Chris, Chris is, um, you know, he, he's again, like it all goes back. To, he's he's a smart guy, and mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure, you know, English is probably not the, the first language on that team, um, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's picked up enough Spanish, and, and uh, I'm sure he'll do. He, he rode for Sanjur de back in the day, and uh, he'll he'll do fine because that's often that's a case too where. And and Chris has said that too that you know on Sonia Duvall or a French team you're you're kind of the odd man out in a way because everyone's like chumming around they're speaking French they are speaking Spanish and and uh, so you're kind of left out and you just don't feel part of the team but
2: mm-hmm.
3: again Chris has got been involved in been in the peloton so long he has a lot of respect so I think I think it will be he'll have a decent year um, and he'll he'll do all right I think I think the Volta he'll he's got a good chance of defending it you know, knock on wood that you know, nothing. Out of the ordinary happens, you know, an injury or something.
1: Well Mike, did you have anything to add?
3: Is he uh, still with us? I'm still here.
2: Okay. Uh I think Horner will do fine. I mean he's always uh like Neil said he's really motivated when he was had that knee injury. He was still going full gas and came right out and he doesn't need to be at the race. He doesn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. When I was in um San Diego uh, the story was he was two seconds away f- from his Mount Palomar record wow. like a week before. So, and yeah, I saw those photos of him and he looks impossibly skinny. I was teammates yeah. with him on Primal Alliance and right. uh, he it doesn't even look like the same guy. And I don't know how his time trial is going to be, but as far as when it goes uphill, I don't think he's going to have many problems. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, Next, Kyle wants to know what your thoughts are on Qatar and Worlds since World Championships? Know, yeah, since it's going to be there. Oh, in,
3: in wait, 2016? I could have, I could have phrased
1: that better. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I, I was reading something like there was because people may not know geography of Qatar. It's basically kind of flattish and, and mm-hmm. really really hot. It's the Middle East, so they're they're talking about moving the dates further into like the beginning of October rather than world's typically the end of September. I'm moving it later, so it's a little bit cooler. And then there was there was talk about they were gonna like art, artificially make a hill like they did for um, uh, I forget one of the Olympics they kind of made a hill, I forget. Um, but I was reading something the other day that they they're not gonna do that, and they're just they're building Dubai up so much that they may it's gonna be a springer's course, but it, because of the infrastructure that they're building, it's gonna be have some challenges, I guess. I don't know what those challenges are, but mm-hmm. it's 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 interesting. They take the sport to the Middle East and I guess it's part of trying to globalize cycling and and bring it to the across the across the whole planet rather than just being a Eurocentric sport. You know, it's got a good foothold in the United States and Australia it's really popular. It's catching on in South America. Colombia has produced a lot of good riders. Um so I in Asia, you know, we're getting some Asian riders coming into the Peloton. Uh, I don't think, I don't, can't think of any, like, I don't think we have any Middle Eastern, I know there's some Middle Eastern, like continental teams, but I can't think of any Middle Eastern world tour riders, but you know, who knows? I mean, maybe the modernization of, of the sport may attract somebody or something and it, it's good for the sport overall, but there is going to be some growing pains. Mm-hmm. You know, having, having, having a race in Dubai, it's going to be, like I said, mostly flat from whatever i read. So it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. This is my last question because these are... Yep, yeah, that's... that's Okay. Are you ready? All right. It's gonna... I'm ready. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, phrase this differently, Kyle. But <laughs> what do you think about... Uh, Kyle wants to know about, uh, you know, a roadie winning um, worlds for cross. And should... Um, there be more crossover there, no pun intended, or or not. Like I remember, people were kind of complaining on Twitter, like, "Oh, a roadie won, so now he's not gonna wear the jersey that much because he's not gonna do a full cross season." And
3: um, well, does, let's, it, let's, should
1: you care? I mean, you know.
3: well, let's break down Twitter for a moment. Twitter is a place <laughs> where anyone who has a flashing thought through their reptilian brain can then post it out to hundreds, thousands of people or whatever, um, and they get echoed out across the internet like a ripple. Um, so knowing all that, um, I, I think what you need, people who write crap on Twitter, you kind of like got to give it a grain of salt. Right. Um, I, I think if the guy was at, uh, cyclocross w- rewards athleticism. I mean, you're off the bike, you're running, um, you're coming out of the turns, you know, heart rate max, pegged. Um, then you're getting off and you're running and the coordination and stuff. So I, I couldn't care if he was a circus clown, you know. Um he 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 rode a great race. Um he was the strongest guy that day and hell, he deserves it, you know. And I, I think he is gonna do some races um in cyclocross just to show it off a little bit before the season comes to an end and he's gotta get back on the road bike. But no, nah, tip of the hat to him. I, I uh I have no no problems with a quote unquote roadie Winning, uh, winning the world championships. He was him. He was he was on form. So good yeah. for him.
2: But is he even a roadie? Like he won cross worlds before he switched to road. Yeah, like yeah. He, he won, he won, he won cross worlds twice. twice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not you like you tell Kyle goes, uh, to do his research, Clara.
1: Hey, I'm just I'm just saying what was on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure. A few people that you know, Mike, were just like, well, I mean, that's fine. I, it's not like they were complaining, but they kind of were. It was kind of like, oh, I guess people get kind of um, elitist with the chosen discipline that they've, you know, right. dedicated their yeah. life to. And so when someone else comes from a different background, like, I don't know, like mountain bikers to road racers, it doesn't seem to be, that's not uncommon, but. I guess there's still a little bit of a, well, he used to be a mountain biker, so therefore he can't she or he she or she, <laughs> he or she can't ride in a straight line, you know. So
3: can I can I tell you a quick Michael Creed cyclocross story?
1: I'd love and, to hear and, it.
3: May I may I take a moment? Yeah. Um, tour of California at the Santa Barbara stage at the start of the Santa Barbara stage, and I'm walking around there. They're lined up, ready to go, and Mike's there, and uh, he's racing, and so is Tim Johnson, and I think Jeremy Powers was like, they're all nearby and Michael was given, I don't remember like, like the whole gist of, gist of the conversation, but Mike was giving him some shit about something. And then Mike said, and i always remember, he's like, cyclocross is for guys who can't mountain bike well.
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's the one that always gets up. It's like cyclocross is for mediocre road riders and mediocre mountain bikers. Hey, that's me. <laughs>
1: it's just, it's,
2: it's just for these guys who are pretty good just you know
3: i it's whatever that just cleared i've talked lot so much shit about me. cyclocross that i can't yeah, you said it right to tim johnson every time. Done. no you i swear you said because it's it's like it's almost a quote from that um from zoolander you know for like the the sure, sure. they can't read well you know it's like <laughs> Cyclocross is guy, for guys who can't mountain bike well. I was like, "Oh my god, that's brilliant!" And I've always remembered that. That's like from like ten years ago or something.
2: How did how do you think Timmit liked that? Do you think he thought it was cute?
3: Uh, I don't remember if he. I think he just took stood there and took it. Uh, I think I think you know I didn't see any repercussions. You know the race. You know they pledge allegiance or whatever. Start a little ban and you guys rolled out, but. Um, it was right. It was right. you guys were staging. And we're just like kind of shooting the shit and like, hey, how are the good, How are the legs today? You know that kind of stuff. How
2: oh, are uh, the legs? Sounds yeah. like something I would do. Can't deny that yeah. story.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can neither confirm or deny, but I swear that's what you said. Yeah, I'm sure I did. But then again, I sometimes forget where I put my car key, so you know, sometimes my memory's not always the best either. And it was like ten years ago, to tour California, so.
1: Speaking of Tim Johnson, what's the update on you getting him on your podcast, Mike?
3: <laughs> and telling him that story.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he... Uh, I don't know what do I should say. <laughs> uh, he's been invited. Uh, he's canceled a few times. He's ignored a few texts. And uh, I think I left it with... Um, I'm not inviting you on the podcast anymore because I still want to be your friend and you're highly aggravating me. But it was something to like, uh because you're my friend, I'm going to stop asking you. I'm not a journalist. I'm not somebody who needs to have you on this podcast. Quit treating me like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, was, it was something to
2: <laughs> somebody's yeah, was,
0: catty.
3: It,
2: dude, it totally was. It was like he's treated me like a crazy girlfriend, and I was I know, that's
3: like, what what "The, the vibe I'm totally getting—like you're some yeah." You it was hundred percent that. It was like, you "What the fuck is hand. happening right now?" Like, you understand
2: that you race against the same four people in different cities. <laughs> like, it's—it's it's not this fucking magical. You're not a fucking soothsayer healing people. Stop it. Like, we lived together for a year in Toronto, cut face. Like,
3: stop this. I know how cool you are. I've seen you naked in the shower.
2: I was with you. We held each other. Yeah. No, but that's exactly right. Like, it was just like, dude, yeah, you're treating me like a crazy girlfriend. Just, ah. Uh, I'll talk to you later, I guess. I guess we're breaking up. Is that what's happening?
1: <laughs> Speaking of crazy girlfriends, um, the first time I met Mike, and naked in the shower, even. I remember this story. You met
3: Mike yeah. naked in the shower? This, is, this podcast is taking well, a twist. Go I tricked on. her. I, I
2: tricked her. I said that I had something for her, and then I just, boom, <laughs> and she called the cops. Oh. So it was horrible.
1: Right. <laughs> no, no. I wanted you to tell that story again, Mike, that you told um, about intimacy and cleaning people's wounds. That really stuck with me. You don't remember that
3: because <laughs> <laughs> he was talking like to people.
1: Tim. Tim Johnson. Is there inappropriate
3: was there. touching going on? In no, this? no. This happened here.
1: Well, I seem to remember you saying something like. Uh, the most intimate thing you can do for your teammate is to um, clean his blood Oh, story.
2: Yes. Fuck, okay. I thought you were talking... Oh, man. I thought you were... I was wondering where you were going there for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is a good story, actually. Um, uh, so, Candelario and I... We were racing in Belgium a couple of years ago on Kelly Benefits and Kando and I had been teammates. Um we first were teammates when I was like twenty-one. Uh, really whatever. I could we we're good friends, right? Mm-hmm. And now we're teammates again and uh we always room together. And I didn't really care about racing that much anymore. And he's really good, so I would just be his like wing dude, like the whole year. I would just I was on his hip the whole year. I literally would carry his water bottles uphill. And he would say many times like, "This is it's cool that this is happening. I don't have anybody like this." And he was really appreciative, and it made our friendship stronger. So we have this really great bond. We go to Europe, and uh, I really feel like Candelaria could win one of these like. Belgian or Dutch races, he's getting top 10s, top 5s, we hit this, there's some race that goes over, it's like an Antwerp, and uh, it's cross-windy, there's cobbles, there's levees, everything, and uh, we were both just super synced up, and I was taking care of him, and he, we passed this cobbled section, and it got down to 20 of us, and he literally just said to me, like, fuck Creed, you're killing it today, man, thank you, and I was like, yeah, no problem, about a half second later, Candelaria does a shift in the road and takes me right off my bike. Oh. And I fucking – I instantly break my collarbone. Like I hit the ground so – because it was cross tailwind. So we're probably going like 40 miles an hour. So I just knew, you know? hmm And when I was in the hospital, like I have this this fear of surgery. So that's the only thing that I was worried about. They said no surgery. So I instantly – I'm in a better mood because I could just take a bunch of pain pills and leave and my number one concern was that tim or that tim that candelario felt really bad he he was gonna feel bad about this and like genuinely bad so i had the nurse um put gauze over my eye and like put some iodine in it so it looked like it was bleeding through and then wrapped my head like a civil war wound and then put uh put i have one broken collarbone i had her put the other arm in a sling too so it looked like i had two broken collarbones just so i could walk into the hotel and make candelario cry (laughs) 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 which basically happened and uh he whatever. So I have this bit of levity. He could be mad at me now. He doesn't have to feel so bad about himself. You know, whatever, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like it's over. Everybody knows what it's like showering with a broken collarbone. It's pretty impossible. And Candelario um, says, "Like, dude, get in the shower. I'll clean. Uh, I'll clean you out, and uh, <laughs> I'll clean you up." So fine, fair enough, and. uh so I'm in the shower tub thing, just a broken human being. Like I can't take care of myself. Like I'm I'm like literally as about as vulnerable as it gets. Naked, uh, uh sad f- sad, flaccid dick. Mm-hmm. And sorry, mom,
1: uh, Jeez. Una- <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: uh, I so I you... I I'm more vulnerable at this moment than any time in my life. And I have, like, one of my best friends taking care of me. And it struck me that in this moment that this is the most intimate I've ever been with another human being. Not even, like... And I un- I understand that the context of that is, like, you know, obviously sexual. And I mean... It's, so it's, like, just to say that sex with me is not that intimate. So... um <laughs> So this is by far and away the most uh, intimate I've ever been with a human being, and it made me so uncomfortable uh-huh. at that thought that the only thing I could do in that moment was desperately try to get an erection oh, so I Oh, I forgot about it. that
1: part. <laughs>
2: so I sat there with my eyes closed trying to imagine the worst things in the world so I can at least get half a heart on, have Candelario call me a fucker and throw <laughs> a towel at me and storm out, <laughs> thus returning to our natural habitat of deflecting real emotions.
3: Sure, sure. That, so we were you able to chat up?
2: No, I was too doped up, too much pain. Mm-hmm. So we just, I just had to live in the moment and realize that Candelario is a really good friend.
3: Wow, I think we I think we went deep. I think we went deep there, Michael. Thank you for sharing. No problem. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to see this. People listening, you're not going to hear this kind of story anyplace else. I mean,
1: well, except holy on cow. his podcast.
3: I yeah, i of
2: actually surprised. I haven't told that story. I guess I'm I know. I can't
3: remember kid. hearing that <laughs> story. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow, I, I, a, I've got no follow on that. On that
2: actually. note. On that note, thanks for reminding me of that truly embarrassing story, Claire. uh, I have to run to catch a flight.
1: All right. Well, I guess we can all just sign off. Thank you for. I had so I I have problems starting things. I also have problems ending things. So that was a good
3: ending. (laughs) (laughs) I got. I got nothing to add.
1: Yeah. So, on that note, um, thanks everyone. Thanks, Neil and Mike.
3: Clara, it was my pleasure. Michael. Good to hear you. Uh, and I look forward to the next podcast with you. And, and perhaps we'll, we'll yeah. bump into each other on the road someplace.
2: I want to have you on the podcast sometime, man. We just got to make it work.
3: Yeah, just make it work. We'll make it work.
2: Get too old to lose it, too young to choose it.
1: And the clock waits so patiently on your song. Walk past the cafe, but you don't eat when you've lived too long. Oh no, 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 you're a rock and roll suicide.
3: Shit breaks a
2: snarling,
3: as you stumble across the road. But the day breaks instead, so you hurry home. Let the sun blast your shadow Don't let the milk float Rob your mind They're so natural Religiously unkind Oh
0: no, love